On today's episode... Food insecurity, on the other hand, is the lack of reliable, consistent access Mm -hmm. to nutrition to ensure that every meal is a healthy meal. If you're not acutely aware of it, you're not going to see it. We're Iowans. Right. And Iowans pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Uh That's how I was raised. But when you talk about telling somebody to or expecting someone to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, that's all well and good as long as they have boots. It's ASAP, a Strategic America podcast. And this is the theme song. And we don't have much time, just need it ASAP. Okay, thanks, bye. Okay, welcome back to ASAP. This is Anna and Kristen, and today we're going to be talking to Michelle Book, who is president and CEO of Food Bank of Iowa. So welcome to ASAP. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Anna and Kristen. Thanks for having me here today. Yes, we're excited to have you here and talk all about Food Bank and your history and how you got there. So um, let's start with a little segment called Living the Dream. Um, Tell us a little bit about your personal story. What would you want people to know about you? Oh, golly. I, uh, I'm i a Iowa, small town Iowa girl, and I haven't fallen far from the tree. <laughs> I was raised in Greene County, uh, blue collar family. I wouldn't say we were necessarily food insecure ourselves, but there were times where I had to go through my mom's purse to find change to buy hamburger helper. And there were moments like that where we just weren't sure who was going to make the next meal and how we were going to have our next meal. Mm -hmm. But gratefully, my dad hunted. He was a great fisherman. We always had a big garden, and we did have plenty to eat. But I've worked for a couple of egg-related companies, John Deere and DuPont Pioneer. And Mm -hmm. both of those experiences, we liked to say, we feed the world. Mm -hmm. And here in Iowa, in the breadbasket of the heartland, We do feed a good amount of the world. We also produce a lot of ethanol, Mm -hmm. a lot of clothing. We press a lot of oil. uh, And for the most part, we feed a lot of animals. Uh, So feeding people isn't really what we do best here in Iowa. Mm -hmm. So going to the Food Bank of Iowa, it seemed like a natural transition from my egg-related big corporate America experiences to think about, well, really, how... How do I feed people? How can I help feed people close to home mm-hmm. in my own backyard? And how did you even, did you always just kind of have that natural pull because you had experienced similar things, like you mentioned, kind of growing up, not feeling food insecure, but just kind of those questions? Is that what kind of naturally drew you to the food bank? Uh, no, Kristen, it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> a fall in your lap situation. <laughs> Most of my career has been a fall in my lap situation. People mm-hmm. come to me and say, hey, are you interested in this project or that project? And what I found about myself is that I like to build and rebuild things. I okay. like challenges. And feeding people in the state of Iowa is a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I naturally gravitated toward that somebody came to me and said, this opportunity is open. Would you be interested? And a few months later, there I am (laughs) at the Food Bank of Iowa. Very cool. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think a lot of people don't 
really understand what the Food Bank of Iowa does. I mean, we try our best to educate them. We're working on it every day. Mm -hmm. But could you give a little overview of how food banks help food insecurity and maybe also what is food insecurity? Anna, four years ago, when I was approached for this position, I had no idea that the Food Bank of Iowa even existed. Mm -hmm. So to understand, to, to think that there are people out there that don't know what a food, the role of a food bank, that don't know about food insecurity, I can totally relate to that because four years ago, I was clueless. Mm-hmm. The Food Bank of Iowa is a member of Feeding America. There are 200 Feeding America food banks across the United States. So each one of our counties and territories, over 3,100 across the United States, is served by a Feeding America food bank. Food Bank of Iowa is one of those 200, and we work in collaboration and partnership to make certain that every person in America has enough to eat. Here in the state of Iowa, there are several food banks, Feeding America food banks, that work together to make sure every Iowan gets enough to eat. Mm-hmm. Food Bank of Iowa covers 55 counties out of Iowa's 99, about 30,000 square miles, and we're responsible for helping 175,000 Iowans get the nutrition they need to live healthy, productive lives. So how does the food bank do that? Mm -hmm. There is a very keen difference between a food bank and a food pantry. As a food bank, we are responsible for finding, keeping it safe, and delivering food, tons of food. Last month and the few months leading up to this busy holiday season, it's been 1.5 million pounds of food per month that we have to procure, Mm -hmm. keep safe, and get it back out to about 625 smaller frontline partner agencies that then hand that food to the folks who are going to take it home and cook dinner for their families. Mm -hmm. Now, amongst those 625 partner agencies, many of them are food pantries, that traditional food pantry that we think of that Mm -hmm. resides in the basement of the Methodist church or the Lutheran church. Mm -hmm. And there's a church lady that's responsible (laughs) for ordering the food and managing the volunteers. And today we still see a lot of that. But in rural Iowa, the faith-based organizations are struggling. They're struggling Mm -hmm. for membership. Um, Our little old church ladies are becoming extinct. So today, where we would, in the past, have worked with a food pantry partner, most likely faith-based, today we're going into schools. We're putting Mm -hmm. pantries in schools. Four years ago, zero school pantries. Wow. Today, going into the fall, we had 100 school pantries that we provide food so those kids, elementary, middle, and senior level schools so those kids can take food home or their families can come in and pick food up. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So kids can actually bring home meals for their entire family. You know, it's interesting. I've I've been on a tour mm-hmm. of my 55 counties and I've hit 23 of the 55 and several of those visits have included visits to schools and to school pantries and either to the nurse or the guidance counselor or the principal that manages and supports that school pantry. 
there are themes. Mm -hmm. I hear the same thing from every school administrator that I speak with. Kids are on their own. Mm -hmm. Children are raising themselves. Mm -hmm. Parents have checked out. We can't reach the parents. Mm -hmm. We've never seen the parents. These kids are taking the food home themselves, for For themselves, themselves, for Mm -hmm. their siblings. Yep. When I ask about what's different today than 10, 15 years ago, the response has been repeatedly, children are raising themselves. Mm. And this is rural Mm -hmm. Iowa. This isn't city center. Mm -hmm. This isn't the urban poor. Mm -hmm. We're out in the country. Yeah, so that kind of goes back to our question. I mean, defining food insecurity. I think um, we've kind of talked about the different places you've been and um, touching base on different stories you've heard. But I think for our listeners, um, like you said, four years ago, you weren't aware of what it was either. So what is food insecurity to you? Or what is the definition of that to you? I grew up, I was born in the 60s, grew up watching uh, black and white TV. There were television commercials at the time. Sally Struthers came on TV, and there were photographs of children from Africa with distended bellies, Mm -hmm. truly starving children. And that horrified me at the time, Mm -hmm. and it has stuck with me even today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was those photos, along with the Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz freaked me out too. It's the, it, the monkeys, the monkeys I agree. freaked me. Yeah. Sidebar there. <laughs> today, in some cases, mental health issues will lead to starvation mm-hmm. and other truly, truly, truly hunger, 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 sustained hunger. Food insecurity, on the other hand, is the lack of reliable, consistent access Mm -hmm. to nutrition to ensure that every meal is a healthy meal and that you're going to be able to get every meal. So when I talk about people that are food insecure, it might be a senior citizen, Mm -hmm. fixed income. They go to the congregate meal site for lunch. They might put half of it in a napkin and put Mm -hmm. it in their pocket but they're living on one meal a day. Or it could be a school child. Mm -hmm. They leave school on Friday. The last truly solid nutritional meal they might have until Monday is school lunch. Mm -hmm. I talked to a woman who runs a school pantry in a small town in Iowa, and the family came in on Monday. All they'd had over the course of the weekend, they had one box of cereal that they split amongst four of them with water. It's stories like that. Mm -hmm. Those people and and seeing those people, that's what really grabs me. Mm -hmm. There was a woman that came to the food bank earlier this year, and she had her children with her. It was summertime. It was right before school started, and her husband had a good job. She said, my husband has a great job. He works construction. She had a new baby and four little boys in addition to the new baby, and she worked at a convenience store, and she's not able to work until the baby's at least six weeks old, so Mm -hmm. she's off with the new baby, and she said, I just can't feed these boys on what my husband brings home, and they're hungry. Will you help us? Mm -hmm. So it's hardworking families, too. It's not just like you said, the person under the bridge or um, our depiction of hunger is not exactly correct as a society. 
And I'll own that. Mm -hmm. I own that. Four years ago, I thought, well, gosh, the only folks that are hungry now, today in America, mm-hmm. are the folks that live downtown under the bridge. Yep, that's, I think, a common misconception. Mm-hmm. And we do help those folks. Mm-hmm. Central Shelter is one of our clients. We provide food to them for their congregate meals. But for the most part, it's senior citizens on fixed income suffer. Those folks that are dealing with mental and physical disabilities mm-hmm. and hardworking families that just can't make ends meet. Do you have any idea of where that misconception comes from? Like, is it just we don't see people who are hungry or maybe hunger is associated with not wanting to talk about having to get resources? Or do you think it's something else? Oh, golly. And I think it's a multitude of things. One, we don't see it. We don't want to see it. And so many of us today, I live in a in a neighborhood that's relatively affluent. Mm-hmm. I stop at Gateway on my way home and pick up organic vegetables for dinner. Mm-hmm. If you're not acutely aware of it, you're not going to see it. I talked to a doctor of one of our larger healthcare systems talking about an opportunity to partner, and he said, well, these folks don't need more food. They need to be on a diet. Here's a doctor, toward the end of his career, that was his thinking. We see folks, we see people with obesity, mm-hmm. and we think they have plenty to eat. But in fact, when you see people, many people that are obese, they're living on carbohydrate-rich, calorie-dense foods mm-hmm. that are the most inexpensive food they can buy, and the least nutritional, which leads to obesity, and then heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, and cancer. My goodness. I mean, it's just so, I think that's maybe one of the harder things is like, we talk about it in one Mm -hmm. of the um, creative works we work with you is like, uh, everybody can stand to lose a little bit of weight. And it's like, well, that's just not how hunger works. I mean, you can't judge somebody just from the way they look and assume that you know their whole life story. Well, if you think just about children, Mm -hmm. kids need 2,000 calories a day. Their brains are growing Mm -hmm. and their bodies are growing and they're thinking and they're using a lot of energy. So just for kids to grow, they need at least 2,000 calories a day. Well, how are you going to do that on a limited budget? Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to fill them up with carbohydrates. How yep. do you keep them from crying or being fussy? You're going to load them up with carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. This also becomes a generational thing. So when you grow up in a food insecure household, you learn to eat in a very unhealthy way. When food's presented to you, you eat all you can. Mm-hmm. When you have a few dollars in your pocket, you rely on garbage, calorie-dense foods. And that's how children learn to eat. They don't learn to eat vegetables. They don't learn to love fruit. And that perpetuates itself into adulthood with very bad eating habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you touched on, um, you've been on a tour of all the counties across Iowa, um, or the 55 that you serve at the at the Food Bank of Iowa. Mm-hmm. So um you gave us a couple stories, but what are some of the overarching themes or um, individual stories that you can share with us that are just really blowing your mind? Well, the visits that really stand out in my mind are the visits to the school pantries, mm-hmm. where there are folks there that 
really care about the kids. I'll tell you, if you want to know what's going on in your community, talk to a teacher. Mm -hmm. Teachers know what's going on in their community. What surprised me in rural Iowa is that homelessness is a problem. Hmm. There's a lack of affordable housing. If you are a bad tenant with one landlord, word gets out. Mm -hmm. You'll have a difficult time leasing from another landlord. There's a lack of good paying jobs for women and single moms really suffer. Mm -hmm. Mental health is an issue. Drug abuse is an issue. So one of the visits that was particularly memorable was with Nicole Machisney at South Central Calhoun Elementary in Rockwell City. There's a lot of construction in their school right now. They're rebuilding, and they were not going to open their pantry this year. There was so much outcry from the community, so much need, that she took over a janitorial closet. Wow. She puts their small pantry inventory on Facebook. The families that live out of town text her the food they need, Mm -hmm. and her parents deliver that food to the families that live outside of Rockwell City. Wow. So she's innovative, too. She's using Mm -hmm. her resources with Facebook and what small space she does have at the school to still provide for people. That's incredible. She does. And the fact that she's recruited her parents, her father just passed away. And so she apologized that they were a little behind (laughs) on their book work because her mother also does all the reporting of the data that they had to report back to us. Mm -hmm. But it's people like Nicole McChisney Mm -hmm. that really, really, really make a difference. Definitely. I think the last thing we want to touch on before we go to break, which is related, is um, these are amazing stories. I mean, I found that very touching. I'm Mm -hmm. sure everyone will. But why do you think it's so important that people hear those stories and hear about food insecurity on a first person-to-person basis? It can happen to anyone. Mm -hmm. It really, truly can happen to anyone. So many Americans can't cover a $400 car repair. Mm-hmm. My dad's a senior citizen. He doesn't have a lot. It breaks my heart to think that my dad could be one of those people mm-hmm. that doesn't get enough to eat. It's hidden from us, but it's so close to each one of us. Mm-hmm. We just don't know it's there. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with some more questions from Michelle Book. In Iowa, hundreds of thousands of our friends, family, and neighbors don't have reliable access to enough nutritious food to live active, healthy lives. And while that sounds overwhelming, you can make a difference. Food Bank of Iowa serves 55 counties across the state, providing food to people who need it most. And with each donated dollar they receive, they can create up to four meals. This holiday season, donate time, talents, food, or funds to help them fight food insecurity right where you are. Visit foodbankofiowa.org to learn more and make a donation.
Welcome back. So we are here joined with Michelle Book from the Food Bank of Iowa, and she was just telling us some wonderful stories about um, food insecurity and really the truth behind it in Iowa and so many counties across Iowa. So um, to kind of keep on that topic, how are you seeing innovation in these areas, especially rural areas with um getting food delivered to where it needs to go, um, getting the message out about food insecurity. How are you really seeing innovation today? I've met many people that are finding really inventive ways to get food to the families that need it most. So in Storm Lake, the Grand Avenue Community Outreach Center is an old hotel. And in that hotel, they have created, they've built housing, for men that are coming out of addiction programs to live. They have drug and alcohol addiction uh, meetings and services. They have a clinic. They have a cafe. They have a clothes closet. And they have a food pantry there. And it's a five-story hotel, old, beautiful, historic hotel that they've taken over. And even the cafe is part of this. The proceeds from the cafe go back into the system to help pay for food for the food pantry. And very soon that hotel had, at one point in time, the hotel had a kitchen and a dining room. Well, they're converting that to a congregate meal site. So there's a woman who's going to start preparing congregate meals for the community out of that kitchen. And I asked her, I said, so how many years of restaurant experience do you have? None. (laughs) Why do you want to do this? How are you going to do this? She said, you know, I know people need a good hot meal. I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. There are also just amazing things happening within our community action programs. Community action programs came about with the Johnson administration in the 60s, and they're still alive and well. And they're there to help people with utility assistance, toys at Christmas time, some other things. But many of them also have a food pantry. And in those little offices, one of the offices I visited, this woman has become an amazing fundraiser in her community. Her shelves were empty in July. She called the local newspaper. They ran a story on her. And from that, in July, she has just blossomed. She had a high school girl that did a coat drive and and provided 1,000 coats for her this fall. She has a room where it's all school supplies, backpacks, crayons, paper, pens, pencils that a local business provided to her. She has a a birthday room with birthday cake mixes, frostings, candles, toys for small children. In addition to that, she runs a very efficient and effective food pantry. And she's on a speaking circuit now. So she's out talking about food insecurity. This is a little small town in northern Iowa. Uh Uh-huh. And she's filling the need in her county. She's 30 years old, a single mom, two kids. Wow. Lives in poverty herself. And she's telling, counseling people how to live on a budget. And she tells them, if I can do it, you can do it. Wow. How does she find the time to do all of that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're just a single mom, two kids. I'm like, 
how does she do that? Yeah, well, there's a where there's a will, there's a yeah, way. Yeah, definitely. I think mm-hmm. what you're probably seeing is a lot of people who are just putting word into action. And I love the the message behind that. Even as just working on Food Bank here at SA, I'm learning so much about it that it's just, you, you had no idea how you could get involved. And now you're learning all these cool, innovative ways that you can. So people come at it for different reasons. Some people like to work with volunteers. Mm -hmm. Some people like the accounting or the statistical part of it. Some people have a drive to help others. And some people may be coming out of food insecurity themselves. Mm -hmm. But whatever the reason, across Iowa, I'm meeting people that are determined to end food insecurity in Iowa. They're my heroes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's incredible. So Christian said a little bit, we work together on helping promote the Food Bank of Iowa and create awareness. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about maybe not even just how SA and Food Bank works together, but how at Food Bank of Iowa, you use these incredible stories that you hear to make other people aware? I guess I'll go back three and a half years ago when I came into the Food Bank of Iowa. My board, one of my primary goals was to build awareness for food insecurity and also the role that Food Bank of Iowa plays in meeting the need. And so this has been something that I've worked on since I joined Food Bank of Iowa in February of 2016, and it's still a big challenge where folks don't understand there are a lot of myths. People don't understand the difference between the pantry and the food bank. What's the difference between DMARC? What role does DMARC play? Uh, Meals from the Heartland. This all kind of comes together. So many people in this space working to end food insecurity Mm -hmm. in central Iowa. So a big part of it was to talk about the role that each one of us plays. Um, DMARC is a great pantry network partner. They get their food from Food Bank of Iowa. Uh, Meals from the Heartland, they're really great at, at at preparing um, meals um, that we then distribute through some of our pantries. So we all work together. Part of the challenge, I believe, not only in central Iowa, but I hear this from all of my Feeding America partners across the United States, is making people aware, convincing people, building the case. I feel like I need to build the case for food insecurity. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for people who live relatively affluent lives to be able to relate Mm -hmm. to coming home to an empty cupboard Mm -hmm. or an empty refrigerator. It's so hard for us to understand that. The PSA that we've worked on with Strategic America and the three vignettes, it was hard for me to see it the first time. Mm -hmm. A woman working at a congregate meal site, handing food to people, looks up and sees herself. Mm-hmm. The mother, carpooling, taking her children to soccer practice, looks to the side of the road and sees herself begging mm-hmm. for a handout. The young man coming out of the pizza restaurant, seeing himself go through the dumpster. Mm-hmm. Those are such compelling messages. If we could each, just one of us, stop for a moment and close our eyes and think, hey, it could be me. Or even think, I'm a sixth grader, 
and mm-hmm. it's Sunday night, and I haven't eaten since school lunch on Friday. Mm-hmm. If we could stop, hit pause, and think about what would it be like if I were food insecure. Have some compassion and understanding for those folks that are. It's not laziness. Right. That's what Mm -hmm. I was going to bring up. I think one of those huge misperceptions is just that it's lazy people who aren't working or don't, you know, how dare you not feed your kids? Like that's so lazy of you or how inconsiderate to not feed your family or not work to feed your family. So it's just, it's a total misconception and people need to, like you said, just close their eyes and imagine themselves in those shoes or know that it's not that far away from you. But Kristen, we're Iowans. Right. And Iowans pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Uh That's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. Marv book, my dad. Yep. He worked hard. We didn't have a lot. Mm -hmm. He always made sure that we had something to eat because he, he, he was diligent about it and he invested in it. But when you talk about telling somebody to, or expecting someone to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, that's all well and good as long as they have boots. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty unkind thing to say to someone who doesn't own a pair of boots. Right. I meet people every day. They don't have what I have. Mm-hmm. They don't have an education like I have. They don't have a support system like I have. Mm -hmm. And I feel blessed. Mm -hmm. I meet people every day that aren't able to organize themselves in such a way as they can be successful in a job like I have. So I feel very fortunate that I was given at birth a good amount of common sense, a a fairly decent IQ, a very strong work ethic growing up in my family, and the wherewithal to take care of myself. Not everybody has made it to adulthood Mm -hmm. with those attributes. And it's hard for us to see that. Mm -hmm. It's also, you mentioned earlier how um, parents teach their kids to eat because they don't know how to, it's a sort of a generational cycle I feel like you're talking about is where, well, if my parents didn't know how to eat, then I don't know how to eat and or, you know, do all those things, have find a good job, get an education, all those things that go into food insecurity. And it's just hard to hear that. And it's hard to imagine if you aren't born into a family where you struggle with those things. One in six children is food insecure. Between 20 and 30% of our children are living in households with parents who do not have stable employment. 60% of those kids that are food insecure, 60% of the kids that live in poverty test below proficiency levels in reading and math. This is how poverty repeats itself, Mm -hmm. generation after generation after generation. Mm -hmm. My goodness, it's so hard, but... We're really thankful that Food Bank and organizations like Food Bank exist and that we can work with you because it's, I mean, we only touch a small percentage of it and I find it so rewarding and I'm very Mm -hmm. thankful that we can be here and be even a small part of your day-to-day work. When I joined the Food Bank of Iowa, one of the first calls I made was to Mike and John Schweers. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember having lunch with them right after I started, and I said, I need help. Mm -hmm. And they said, Strategic America is here with you, and you've been a partner ever since. Mm -hmm. Working with Strategic America for 
for the Food Bank of Iowa has been a game changer. You're helping us tell the message, but you're also helping me think about it in a different way. Mm -hmm. I don't know where we'd be today without that Strategic America partnership. And we're three and a half years into it. I can't wait to see Mm -hmm. where we are on our journey three, five, ten years from now. Maybe we will have solved together. Maybe we will have solved food insecurity in the state of Iowa. That would be something. (laughs) What a goal. We're putting that on the goal. Go team. Go Go team. team. Well, to close out, I'm sure people, our listeners will have questions. I mean, I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go do something. So how can people help? How can people donate, volunteer? Where can we find, where can we send people to to do those things? Tell the story. Mm -hmm. Help me tell the story of food insecurity in the state of Iowa. Mm -hmm. Talk to your legislator. Mm -hmm. Make certain they know that there's need in the state of Iowa. And how can we use our legislative process to alleviate hunger? Volunteer your time at the Food Bank of Iowa. We move 1.5 million pounds of food every month. Over half of it's donated. And every article of donated food has to be checked to make sure it's still safe to eat. We can't do that without volunteers. Mm -hmm. And send a check. If you have an extra $5 next week, send a check. Mm -hmm. Food Bank of Iowa can turn one donated dollar into four meals. We buy by the semi-truck trailer load. We have folks on staff that seek donated food. Mm -hmm. You'll get a great return on your investment by donating to the Food Bank of Iowa. Great. Well, we agree. We're 100% behind you. So whatever we can do to continue to help, we're looking forward to it. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for being here. thank, Thank you very much. Yes. Thanks. ASAP, a Strategic America podcast, is produced inside the walls of Strategic America, a marketing agency located in West Des Moines, Iowa. Visit strategicamerica.com ASAP for more.